And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. My favorite story from yesterday, I started reading this. And I just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. Uh, Uber has put its chief diversity and inclusion officer on leave after she moderated a pair of, quote, don't call me Karen events that workers at the San Francisco-based firm said were insensitive to people of color, according to a report from the New York Times. There is so much in just that one sentence. Yes. The wow. uh, the uh, Uber chief diversity and inclusion officer, Bo Young Lee, mm. who is Asian, mm. billed the first event in April as a time to focus on the, quote, Karen persona, end of quote, okay. and to hear from white women who work at Uber, the report said... Karen is a pejorative often used to refer to white women who feel the need to police uh, people of color and or demand special treatment in everyday encounters. Uh Now, I never viewed the term Karen uh, as as uh, the need to police people of color. No, I've, no, no. It, I was, viewed, it was the need to police everybody. The need to police everybody is yeah. how I viewed it, Karen. Right. I did. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. never, I never uh, thought until this article that it was. Now, you had people that might have been because it was, uh, you know, viewed as. I didn't even view, I necessarily didn't view Karen as a white woman. It was just a woman. Yeah. But that we'll just we'll go with what they've we'll go. This is what happens when you have DEI. Doesn't matter what I think; it's what they think. <laughs> that's the that's the important stuff or right. the funny stuff. All right. 
So Karen is a pejorative, according to the New York Times, often referred to white women who feel the need to police people of color and or demand special treatment in everyday encounters. The invitation reportedly said the event would host a open and honest conversation about race and be a time to dig into the spectrum of the American white woman's experience. Oh, that was a bright idea. <laughs> it, was, it was reportedly part of Uber's Moving Forward series, a string of discussions about race that began at the company after 2020's Black Lives Black Live Matters protest. But workers, according to the New York Times report, said in messages that the conversation felt like a lecture about white women's struggles and minimize the reasons that people find Karen behavior behavior objectionable in the first place. Well, how how could it not come off as that? <laughs> Ask, asked a question about preventing tone-deaf, offensive, and triggering conversation in diversity initiatives at an all-hands meeting a few weeks later. Lee reportedly said the series was aimed at having tough, not necessarily comfortable conversations. More outrage after she said that in complaints. Well, yeah, to tough for ex- who? Executives ensued. <laughs> well, Lee then held another event last Wednesday to discuss the first meeting, but workers in the Slack groups for Black and Hispanic employees at the company, said they just were just lectured about their response to the first event. I think when people are called Karens, it's implied that this is someone that has little empathy for others, one employee reportedly wrote. Like, why can't bad behavior be called out? Mm. Because you must understand the Karen. After the second event, Lee's two bosses told her to step back and take a leave of absence while we determine the next steps, according to an email. Hey, why don't you uh, go uh, sit down and have a Bud Light? Could just possibly spend... Do these people work? Does anybody work? I guess not. I don't know how you get the money. I don't know how you pay for things. But then again, with some of them... I, I, I don't know how they dress themselves in the morning. I mean, that was that was my thing. What what about doing your job? My job consumes everything. Yeah. It's and and treating people the right way is just normal. Yeah. I treat everybody the same. Horribly. Yeah. And that works for me. Yeah. I'm everybody Ka- out. I'm Karen's brother. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out. <laughs> Get out. No, there. Uh, I see it all the time on YouTube. A, a video will pop up. Ran into a male Karen today. You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's basically a guy uh, throwing a fit. And also, don't they know that everybody has a camera? An Uber spokesperson confirmed to the Times that Lee is on leave of absence. Neither the company nor the executive replied uh, to the uh, San Francisco Chronicle's request for comment. Lee has worked in corporate diversity and inclusion for decades. Yeah. 
and joined Uber in 2018 to lead the ride-hailing uh, giant's efforts. Uh, she was the third leader of diversity and inclusion in- initiatives at Uber, but uh, the first to take on such a senior title. She works closely with the management who took over the firm in 2017 with the mandate to clean up the company's toxic culture, according to Uber's website. I think the focus should be for everybody, irrespective of your sex, sexuality, nationality, or skin color, how to have a better business model to ensure that when drivers pick up a customer, the company and the driver make more money and you become more efficient and productive in your business goals. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of people would benefit from training and how to behave in that setting, right? Uh, There have been, I've seen the videos, people that are, you know, riding, whether it's Uber or the other uh, Lyft, and they're taking a video of the driver and the driver's throwing a fit. Or... Sometimes the driver taking a video of the passenger and they're throwing a fit. It's like, yeah, you know, this is, they say ride share. It's not really ride share. We just changed how taxis work. It's a business and you got to behave that way. I know it's your car, but you got to, but beyond that, how do you not know the basics anyway of, all right, look, I need to make money at this. I need to be good at it. And every once in a while, I need to have an enormous amount of patience. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, I mean, well, if but, somebody's acting out right, or whatever. Right, but that's not that's not my point. The point is not the drivers. This is the corporate offices is what we're talking about well, here. Well, no, I'm talking where, about I'm talking about putting, you know, something like this, this kind of plan and and training together. What was so what was so bad that you had to create something like this. Well, the thing is, they actually have the DEI. They, they actually have meetings where they discuss racial issues. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine having to work for a company where I have to, where it's it's either you know during the workday you have to spend an hour talking racial issues. Well, that's my point. Don't bother me. That's that's I my know point. How to, I know how to handle how how bad right. is it, or did they just go out of their way to create something that wasn't really a problem? I've People wor- know, I've- how do you not know how to, you know, and I understand they're going to be because you're dealing with strangers in your own car. It's got to be weird or you're riding in somebody else's car. I get it. But the very basics, well, that's not, they're, they're creating something here. Either something is extremely wrong with the business model to the extent that they had to put this together, or they're creating something well, no, that no, doesn't but, really but exist. But this is this is not DEI for the drivers. This is no. the, this is the corporate this is the corporate thing. The drivers are a separate thing completely. Right. Yeah. Th- this is DEI put together in the corporate headquarters. These are the white collar workers in Uber that are having these meetings. Well, not but the are they not? But the, are they not dealing with the issues of some of the uh, driver? Is that not related to some no. of the driver Karens that are out there that have been making all the viral videos? 
here in the last oh, few days? Oh, no, I don't believe so, no. Okay, because those videos no. have been viral in the last week. Of what? Yeah, of the Karen drivers and passengers. Oh, no, I haven't I haven't even seen yeah. that. Because you know, I don't find, uh, I've never had a bad Uber experience, ever. No, I haven't either. Ever. And I, and Well, and I take everything that I see on social media with a grain of salt. Right. It's isolated. You know, from what I get, this is this is the corporate offices. Well, even you know, more have, so. Have, have, having, having these meetings. And even I'm just more like, so. I, I've been in the business world and worked with everybody and never had an, any, well, I've had problems with people. Right. None were race-related. None were gender-related. None were uh, uh, nationality-related. They might have been business-related where I disagreements, but none of that ever with anyone ever. So here's my and, question. And the last thing I would want to be doing is the company, every week we have to have this, and everybody must be involved here. Now this is about white women and Karens or whatever it is with mm-hmm. with DEI. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's going to be critical race theory, and mm-hmm. you must own up to uh your inherent bigotry because of the culture shut up leave me alone if you don't want to if you don't want to work on the business model of the company to make more money i don't want to deal with you yeah that's you know that that's kind of my my point on the you know creating a business model on a ride share right i could see where they could extrapolate this out and say look we're gonna have to teach some people how to get along but if this is only happening in the corporate office then there's a bigger problem and it tells me it's one of these problems where they just, they've got to go out of their way. Either something is very wrong in their corporate headquarters to the extent they need this meeting every week, or they're going out of their way to create something that isn't there. Whether it's the drivers, subcontractors, or the corporate employees, this sounds conjured. Or, <laughs> or is it? The Conjuring Three. No, no, no. DEI. We 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 talk about this. Where is where is that racism? Where is that bigotry? It's on the left. Well, it's the whole concept of DEI to begin with, which is judging people by groups exactly. and not individuals. Right. And you know, so we, you you yeah. you implement this into corporations and you adopt this and then you again further your agenda as such. But but Here's another question. We talk about like Silicon Valley Bank and the culture that was created there. How could you not know the simple basics of banking, yeah. right? Right? And so now I look the 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 simple base I understand corporate training. Okay, everybody go through the corporate training, blah blah blah. But this is a weekly meeting where they want results. If you're doing this every week, you want this agenda this policy to be implemented even further, embedded into the company culture even further to where it becomes the company culture. So either there's a massive problem there or it's contrived. They're creating something that yeah. doesn't exist. Well, the problem is DEI. Yeah, I mean, because, that's that because, they're doing because, because with D- DEI. That's right, the whole because problem the, with it. The entire thing of DEI is you judge people by groups, not individuals. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you enter that territory, you're going to have massive chaos. Right. And, and that's what you're getting. And that's that is the again, if 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 you if you start on the wrong premise, everything that follows sounds logical, but it's still wrong. And the wrong premise of this whole DEI is that, oh my gosh, there's a massive problem here. Well, there isn't. 
This is agenda working its way into corporations because where do you go next? Well, now it needs to be reflected in pay. It needs to be reflected in profits. It needs to be reflected with the shareholders. It needs to be reflected all the way throughout. The agenda is very much alive in the private sector. They want to push it through the private sector in public schools and everywhere else. 86690 Red Eye. One of Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's goals for his department is this. To help rebuild and strengthen the middle class in rural America. And so to that end... Today we make a significant investment of $394 million through the Rural Development Mission Area at USDA. Vilsack telling reporters Monday that the money in the form of loans and grants will help fund 52 projects in eight states and Puerto Rico. For example, one New Mexico community needs a public safety complex. It would include, in part, a new fire station. Uh, This resource is going to help pay for the design and environmental reports necessary to get this project off the ground. Vilsack says for some projects, the funds will go for actual purchases of equipment or construction of facilities. And while these projects are for small and under-resourced communities, he says, put the projects all together and... These investments will provide assistance and help, potentially the communities that service more than 2 million people. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Right at radio. I'm Gary McNamara. Could you imagine just, all right, if we work during the day and the company came and said, okay, uh, uh, guys, guys. Uh, you're, you're going to have to, uh, there's, there's a meeting here, uh, part of the, the uh, DEI initiative 
and so today's uh, topic is going to be understanding Karens who are white women. <laughs> could, you, I, could you imagine listen, us? I we, will, we I will be there. We can't go in that meeting. We'll get fired. <laughs> yeah. It's going to require a lot of patience on my part, but I'm going to have to show up. Uh, it's, you know, because, again, if you're a company and you're adopting this policy, what you're saying is there's something wrong here within our walls. Right. And, and then well, the, and then if you do the, the, the opposite of it, because the reason we live to the Karen thing is that's DEI, DEI going full circle. Yeah. From from the what DEI has become in many companies, which is uh, white people own up to your racism that still exists today culturally in you. Right. That's just as great as it's if it's as if it's in your DNA. Right. Well, huh, that's not going to bring a company together. And you're doing that once you do a week. That. You're repeating. Well, I, don't that. If, I don't know if it's once a week. Yeah, but, but, I don't know if, if, but the meetings are. But if it's a regular got, pattern. If you've adapt, if you've right. uh, adopted the policy, then right. it's going to be on a regular basis. Yes. Otherwise, you don't adopt the policy. It, uh, that, which is my earlier point. You're trying to get to some result. The idea of adopting it isn't just to show the world that you know. Oh, look, we did this, and then you kind of promote your corporation that way. This is you a have problem to say, that may be happening or is happening. Yes, and you have to you have to say. We did this, and we implemented, as a result, these changes. Well, that requires consistent work. It Forget about weekly. That's daily. You're reshaping the culture of your corporation. Now, in a world where people can say, all right, well, maybe there's somewhere else I can work, I wonder what it does to retention numbers. No, I agree. And I think we're seeing a lot of pushback, you know, from investors. You know, they're saying, look, this isn't the way to go. This is how, this is not how companies should be running. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. <laughs> He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, all right, a um, couple of stories here. There it is. Caitlyn Jenner responds as trans teen finishes second in Meet of Champions in California. This is wrong. Yeah, I just thought that. I mean, that's really an interesting dynamic. Here mm. you have a transgender woman, mm-hmm. biological male, as we all know, mm-hmm. Bruce Jenner. Yeah, considered the best athlete, probably considered the best athlete. You probably could put him in the top five of the best athletes because he won the decathlon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. Who is now a transgender woman who is completely against biological men. 
competing against biological women. I just think the dynamic of that is extremely interesting. No, when, I think it. it when you think it, about it, well, it's, it's, it's funny. If you would have had, you know, if you would have told me back, I don't know, maybe around 1980. Well, in 2023, you'll be on the radio talking about this, and this is what the situation will be. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're doing, but maybe you need to get sober. Uh, but it's. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. Um, well, think about this, though. You remember when you and I, when the futurist said that robots will have rights by 2056? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we said, yeah. well, I, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll be 101 years old mm-hmm. at the time. And so uh, I'll turn I'll turn 90 in but, 2056. But yeah. but I don't want to be alive at that. I don't want to be alive and, and talk about that. And here we are talking about A.I. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Way before we, that. We so. keep moving it up, by the way, over the years. It's like, uh, no, it's not going to be 2056. Mm-hmm. It'll be 2026, you know, when robots have rights. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and AI will be building all of those robots. <laughs> They're going to take over the world. Everyone, if you want to leave, come with me. Get down. I saw Mike Rowe saying, if you, if you want to be able to defeat AI... Be technical. Somebody, oh, yeah. has, somebody yeah, has sure. to. Somebody has to build and maintain all of it. Yes. Here's, hello, hello, here's, Mike. Here's what's I it, would like to talk to you about your statement here's, on AI. Here's what is I think is interesting mm-hmm. about it. I wasn't even thinking of talking about this, but it just popped into my mind. By the way, most of my intelligence is artificial. Throughout everything in human history. Mm-hmm. The projection is, has been, even in the first industrial revolution, when we went from agricultural to manufacturing, you take that from the probably the middle 1850s all the way up to, I'm going to guess, 1930 when that transition, 19, well, I'll say 1950, because that's when we really be, we became an industrialized society. Yeah. You know, when really the technology came in. But in that roughly 100 years, uh, you know, maybe a little more uh, of that transition. And the entire time we were told we we're going to run out of jobs. And then from 1950 all the way through that, I remember the, the 70s, that we were told that by the time we got to 1999 and 2000, we'd only be working three-day work weeks. Mm-hmm. There would not be, uh, there would not be enough work uh, for, uh, you know, for people. Right. What we're finding out now is, you know, and, and, you know, we're being told that AI is going to take all the jobs. It's, it is going to take a, millions of jobs, but will yeah. it, will it do what technology has always done, created opportunities for completely different jobs that AI can't do? Right. And I guess we'll see because what the problem is now is we, because we don't have the birth rate anymore, Mm-hmm. And think about it. It was, you know, it was the baby boom rate, the baby boom and women coming into the workforce yeah. in that really that half century period, which provided the labor for the massive increase in jobs that happened, not a massive decrease. Right. And yeah. now what we're seeing is because we don't have there's no birth rate anymore. Right. Yeah. There's way more jobs uh, than than people that are you know that we can actually that, that people can fill and and so or there's a mismatch which by the way is going to necessitate that college may we haven't even talked about 
AI. I know I saw that uh, Mike Rowe was talking about uh, AI and how to prepare for it. I wonder if he talked about education. Is AI going to force any useless curriculum to disappear oh, yeah. in college? No, no, it will. And it, it won't even be because here's what's interesting is that um, the if you take the current technology, the hardware that we have available to us right now, and the uh, the AI, which is the basically the, the software technology behind it, and pair it together. Right now, you can go to a foreign country. You don't have to learn another language. You have your earpiece in. You have your, your, your earbuds or whatever you're wearing. And then a person talks into your phone and your app translates it to you. Or you talk into your phone and it translates it to them. Things that don't have to be learned that can still be utilized real time. And all of those items then, all right, so what am I going to learn? Well, the, I think the learning curve is going to hurt a lot because it's going to be, okay, where do we find our role? What is going to be the purpose of, you know, we talk about the Hollywood strike and the big thing for the Hollywood strike is uh, from the Writers Guild, we want a minimum number of humans attached to each project. It's okay if they use AI, but we don't want an entire show or movie or whatever written solely by AI. And by the way, I floated that. I tried that. I went on to chat GPT, logged on to my account, and I asked it to write a script, and I gave it the premise of the script. It was pretty cool. Now, it didn't write. I could have said, write a two-hour movie script. And I'm not sure where that would have gone. I just wrote, write a script. And it was an entire scene that it wrote. The point being is that who knows what it will be able to do. But the only thing that it is, is it's gathering stuff that's already out there and available to us. It's just gathering it faster Mm -hmm. and putting it into... Some making something of it immediately. It's so it's it's a matter of uh, taking that and 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 condensing the time. So my guess, my best guess, is that we're going to have to condense our time. So spending four years on a degree, you know, with the exception, of course, of like you know your medical degree, you're going to want to go to medical school at least six months. But you're, many of those degrees are going to just, they're going to vanish because you're going to have to learn things faster and in a very practical way so that you can apply those skills and what you're learning very quickly. And that's my best guess as to where that's going. I mean, again, that doesn't apply to every, you know, education, formal education, but I think it does apply overall that the learning curve is going to be it's going to dictate that we get ahead of the game, which means spending less time sitting in a classroom, digesting it through, you know, a lecture or whatever it might be. It will be more practical and straight to the point. It's going to have to be accelerated. When when you when you see when you talk about, you know, uh, script writing, and and by the way, how long have they been on strike? And um, have I missed anything? I, entertainment yeah, value? No. Yeah, but no. when you but when you talk about putting a script together, 
is that actually when you look at how complex AI can be rather a simple task? Because if you look at it, let's say there's let's say there's been uh, I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a figure. 50,000 movies done. Yeah. In the history of movies in the United States. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's less. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. Or, right. Or maybe you you look for successful movies. There's been five. No, no. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, and and so all those scripts are available out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there, all that information is out there that AI can, you know, right. go in. And yeah. so you say, yeah. write a script yeah. about this. Right. And it just feeds off of all of that and comes up. That's what it with, does. With a, right. It comes up with a particular script but even if you have 50,000 really when you think about it unless it's a particular story of of uh non-fiction probably 99% of stories out there have been covered we have seen mm-hmm. that in script mm-hmm. writing you go oh that movie is sort of like that movie over there okay it's the same thing except it's a different sport well it's the same all movies are about human endeavors and most human endeavors have been covered in the movies, haven't they? Yeah, you know, and and it is storytelling, and and a lot of it, you know, I I like a lot of the stuff that's based on true stories, not just based on true stories. I like it when it's more accurate. Um, but also, there is that human element that will always be missing. If if you look at anything that is a deep fake on a video, you can see it. One of the big criticisms of the new uh indiana jones movie whatever it's called Mm -hmm. indiana jones and the horse you rode in on or whatever the the new one is that they did the de-aging technology with ai Mm -hmm. and it was not received very well harrison ford got you know some applause because you know he's retiring from the franchise i guess but the technology was like somebody in, I think it was Variety, wrote, Hollywood needs to stop using this technology. Use another actor to play a young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Don't, because it looks fake. And that's the problem. Yeah, is I, that I, I would agree with that. You know, it's well, AI is always going to seem fake, uh, at least I think in its infancy when you're talking about creative endeavors. But I, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't implying um, that AI would write the entire script. Right. It would give you, it would give, uh, it would make it so you don't need ten writers. And this mm-hmm. is the fear that I believe they have. Yeah, you yeah. might only need two. Right. All right, here's the basic script from AI. Now let's put the human touch to. Well, it. they they will I'll, punch it up because that's right. what writers do anyway. They go in and then right. if, if writers don't have if it's not working. They go in, they'll punch it up. I mean, Taylor Sheridan is the exception to the rule because he writes all of his own words. So if there's a rewrite, he does it. But for the most part in Hollywood, you know, they you you come in and sometimes they have to hire all new writers to come on board and and revise the script to punch it up. And they, you know, pay money for that. And that's always been the case. But, yeah, there's not going to be that human out. It's a tool. It's just like anything that we've used the Internet for. It is a tool in that regard. Now, the question is, how good can it become when it learns to learn? Okay, here's another thing. Copyright lawsuits. When AI Mm -hmm. has basically stolen from bits and pieces of every movie out there to write a particular script. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) 
when is when is there copyright infringement? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know would, because I, would you know be... because you know it's taking from those scripts. If I'm an individual mind, mm-hmm. you don't know where I'm getting it from. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I could be using the same theme as somebody else, but there's no way to prove that I actually took it from that particular scene. Right. In AI, you could trace it back electronically. Well, you took you this script came from these five movies. So you don't own, you've got to pay copyright to this, 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 and that. In civil lawsuits, I'm seeing that, now will the lawyers be AI that are doing the actual lawsuit on it? Right. <laughs> and the lawyers are just, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, no more, No more Johnny Cochran's. Well, that's it. it it's, and I, I don't think it's going to be what a lot of people are, you know, the, the, the big fear momentum that seems to be in play right now. The question would be, you know, down the road. Again, when it right. learns to learn, all right, then what happens? I, I have no idea. It would make a great movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come, to, come with me. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Hey, it's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric. I'm Gary. All right. Well, uh, Tim Scott has uh, uh, announced, Senator Scott, yeah. uh, he's he's running. Uh, yeah. I don't know when. which day is DeSantis supposed to announce. I don't know. You know, he went to New Hampshire a few days ago. And so, I mean, obviously doing the handshaking thing, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty clear he's going to announce. But I don't know. Uh, here we are to Tuesday. Uh, do you do it on the heels of Tim Scott's announcement? Do you wait a few days? Uh, there was a speech that DeSantis gave, and a lot of people were saying the timing because it was during the announcement time that Tim Scott was making his announcement. I didn't see the speech come across uh, for DeSantis. I don't know if that was just a Florida-related speech or not, but a lot of people think saying, ah, you shouldn't have done that or whatever. I don't know. Um, but most people believe it will be sometime this week. So only a few days left. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. 
together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.